Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 200. I'm your host, Brian. My co-hosts tonight are Ian. Brian, oh great, evil, and powerful one who we all obey without question. We ask you to release us from this torture and let our souls be free. I do request that I have my screen back. It has been something to live without that for years. Painful, agonizing. Go on. I'm still not convinced. <laughs> we've done your podcast. We've we've lately tortured us and, and, and dragged us back. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I object to you let me torture you. Because it, because if you're letting me torture, am I really torturing you if you're letting me do it? Good point. Okay, go on. <laughs> All right. All right. And uh, and, and Mad Cat? Master, I'm here still. Wait, let me get my voice right. Hello, how are you doing today? <laughs> okay, good, good. A little bit of a tweak there. I think that we can, we can fix that. Um, Mac? You know, 200 podcasts ago, Brian, we met at that crossroads and we made that deal. <laughs> My soul in exchange for 200 podcasts. I never thought this day would come. I, I imagine you believe the hellhounds are still on your trail. Yeah. <laughs> and and the dumbass himself. Brian, I want you to say hello to my little friend, <laughs> by which I mean my penis. <laughs> All right. We both wobbles, but we don't fall down. Hello, dumbass's penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's everybody doing? 200. Wow. <laughs> 200. It's 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 amazing that you've let me torture you for so long. <laughs> He's a masochist. Well, you, you know what a over us. you know what a true sadist and a true masochist say to one. Hello, uh, baby. Nope. The masochist says hurt me, and the sadist says oh. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, any, anything else? Our big two hundred. Hmm. All right. Well. It, it so, was, so how oh, many oh. of us have seen Infinity War so far? Oh, gee, not me. I, I, I think not me. I've heard about it. Okay. So Ian and I, Ian and I have seen it. Um, and my 15 year old is probably going to be pissed about that because he's off in California for a robotics tournament thing. Oh. So um, he told us beforehand that we're allowed to see it with him. But yesterday we all kind of said, "Yeah, we're going to go see it." <laughs> oh, I was going to say if he's in if he's in California. If Infinity War is anywhere, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one thing we learned watching it. Mm. Oh wait, hey, wait. What's Infinity Wars movie? <laughs> I've heard Marvel. of Marvel. I, I might, I might, that, I, I, I think saying something I might, might break you, <laughs> or maybe Mac. I, I might be able to break them with stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, because we took you completely seriously. <laughs> <laughs> really, really, we do. <laughs> Apparently, Cappy's mad at me. No, that's not Cappy. That's Sydney, and he's traumatized. Oh, that's worse. Yeah, he got his nails trimmed. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So he's unhappy, huh? Well, uh, he's unhappy that he's not getting the adulation that he feels he deserves at the moment. All right. Well, if you, can, if you can keep your mic muted as much as you can, it'd be appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's an angry bird. All right. Well, I, I think it's time to masturbate. Ah. So, uh, as you say, master. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, Jeannie. It is now time for Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire.
<laughs> oh, enough. I think that uh, the, what what we've got is a uh, is a bunch of gun dildos. What <laughs> what is going on here? Well, um, I looked at uh, the list of topics that we had today, and I saw that uh, it was going to be a show on guns, um, and I thought to myself, you know what else they have? Gun-shaped dildos. <laughs> and made out of glass on Amazon. It turns out there's actually more than one. More yeah. than one gun-shaped dildo. Uh, I've put a list of uh, five of them in the show notes here. Yeah, you have. And people at home can follow along on, uh, with our show notes, or we'll just describe them to you, and you can imagine them. Okay, here's the, the first one you got, though, is this ceramic gun dildo. Would you really want to use a ceramic as dildo? Because aren't ceramics fairly porous? This seems like a bad, like a bad material to use for a dildo. Yeah, could be. I don't know. Maybe it's more of an art piece. Okay, I, I, I'll, I'll buy that. I don't know that this is usable. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> you won't. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, for for a hundred dollars, you know. Ceramic, fast glaze, glass, porcelain, and clay. If you plan on buying it, there's only one. Well, why is there several different colors, though? It you know, looks it, like it, it changes colors due to There are two other dildo guns listed. In, oh, three of the dildo. No, I think that's the same one. No, it's not the same one. Three other dildo guns listed. Uh, uh, actually yeah, there's a glass, though. Okay. Well, well, this is an interesting piece because it starts out with some, with a gun that looks like kind of a... Is that, is that a, um, a German... I don't know what, what kind of gun that is, but mm-hmm. it's, some sort of, it's some sort of an older... Um, it looks like a semi-automatic like older revolver. Yeah, older. Oh no, not a revolver. It looks like a it's like not. a no, no. That's a semi-automatic. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, wait, hold on. The first one is a revolver. I'm sorry. There's several on here. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I, there's one at? here that's uh, there's one here that's a Beretta. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. There's one here that is a what appears to be a Smith and Wesson 357 Magnum. Okay. Well, how do you know? Uh, how do you know it's not a uh, a three fifty seven Blackhawk revolver? How do you know it's the Magnum? It doesn't, it doesn't look like a because it doesn't look like a Ruger. Aha. Okay. And then okay. Then there's the last and one then here. One there's, there's a space gun. Yeah. But that lo- okay. It all comes down to it. What it looks like here is if they're all ceramic, they look like they were molded off of plastic. It does look that way. Some of them are actually glass. Oh, is that what it says? Well, I hope that if you if you plan to use it, buy the glass one. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a good idea either, as far as I. I think. think well, they sell a lot of glass dildos. In fact, as we go through they these, let, let's move. Yeah, glass dildos are, are extremely popular. Now, um, if you go to the very last one here, the glass gun dildo on um, Amazon. Yeah. You gotta look at the reviews. Okay, read me the reviews. Uh, the one star <laughs> review would not recommend to any serious gun enthusiast or inspiring criminal. I tried to rob a bank with this. But the tellers just laughed at me. Do not <laughs> recommend trading serious gun enthusiasts or inspiring criminals. That's awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, that the... looks pretty, um, pretty sci-fi-ish. Well, but there's one here that here. Here's what I I like this idea because down here we have open carry, right? Is there anything better to open carry than a gun dildo? Are you uh, don't they have a um, legal ban on dildos out there? Or do they, they that's do a, that? okay. Now that is on a college, certain college campus, right? But you can but. <laughs> But you can carry a concealed weapon. Well, I think that I think that you found our. But we have open carry too. I think this is perfect <laughs> for open carry, especially this one that looks kind of like an old west laser dildo. It is a very interesting one. Which one's that on? <laughs> um, that is the glow the the glow dot com. 
okay. yeah, it says board. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, thegloss.com. It says board with your yeah, dildo. Uh, Try this one. That's very Buck Rogers. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Buck Rogers. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. 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 Cyberpunkish. Yeah, so, okay, so, yeah, these are. That's cool. almost, I guess that's almost. I guess that's if you want to buck Rogers yourself in the. Tw- that one I can actually see you taking like a sci-fi convention and having a holster. No one would um, look at it twice. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, but if you're taking it to a sci-fi convention, you want it looked at twice. <laughs> yeah, there. I do like oh, the. Uh, I do like the name though. The uh, Lady Clankington's Cabinet of Carnal <laughs> Curiosity. The gloss one, I think it almost looks kind of. Um, oh, what's the word? Uh, steampunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't I just say that? You said cyberpunk, but... Uh, oh, yeah. Same thing. Well, actually... Not exactly, but yeah. Hmm. I was looking for more information on, is it okay to use glass dil- glass for dildos? Um, the issue, I think, the most dangerous thing is that they might break. But as yep. far as cleanability and everything, they're, they're, I mean, you, you can clean them with pretty much anything because they're going to be extremely oh, yeah. durable, right? And they're not yeah. going to have... And, and I mean, they'd be solid glass. So. Right, exactly. And they're not going to have the porous... They're not going to be porous like a ceramic would be. Right, so so much easier to sanitize. So yeah, so I think so. So breakage is the biggest issue there, biggest risk there. So don't abuse it. (laughs) It's fine. I stick with. We're not going to try to convince you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick with silicone by all means. Silicone is the way to go. Safe, durable, easy to clean. It doesn't have the same problems as latex for allergies. So silicone, your dildo's friend. At least one of these are allergic silicone plastic. Are they? I met a woman who was allergic to all silicone. She had to have her house made special. That's crazy. Because, That's crazy because oh, I know yeah. that, I know that latex it couldn't even be around. Couldn't even be around balloons. Or, well, balloons are generally latex. Yeah, balloons are latex. Are you sure that it wasn't yeah. a latex allergy? Hmm. Here we go. See, this is we get now. Us? My memory is completely confused. Yep. See. Yeah. Uh, Could be. No. Let's see. I think the one on uh, Bitch Media, the Nikita. Um, gun-shaped dildo uh, looks kind of plasticky. Looks like kids' toy. I guess the one on Alibaba looks what it like really is, you know. Yeah. The one that, the one on Alibaba looks like it's blown glass. <laughs> no pun intended. I don't okay. believe you. There was a pun intended. So yeah, so there are people do have allergies to silicone, and and they and they may not also be allergic to latex. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, so you can be allergic. So I guess you better find out which one you're allergic to. But I think that you know, late, know. you can you can develop a latex allergy. Can you develop a silicone allergy? No. I don't know. Okay. Well, that you know what we may have to come back to that. <laughs> All right. Shall we move on? Okay. Yeah, okay. On. I was just going to say that the one oh, from yeah. uh, Bitch Media here looks like it's probably the most uh, the, the one that's most likely to actually be used. I the, think. the Nikita shaped dildo. Yeah. 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 It looks usable. And it's got a little clit tickler instead of a trigger. You could easily make that into a vibrator too. Oh, is that, that what that uh, squirrely thing is in the side? I, I actually, uh, actually, Brian, I don't believe that. Uh, I don't believe that it's legal to make that semi-automatic into a vibrator. Oh, <laughs> you can't add a bump stock to it. Yeah. All right. Unfortunately, th- this doesn't lend itself good to a to a podcast. People actually have to go and look at these things. Mm, that is true. Well, They're, we do it all the time. So I know. I know. We're exactly. Oh yeah. No. No. Why, why would Why do we stop? <laughs> We're professionals. Our, our, uh, Professional pervert. Do you <laughs> think that our audience is going and looking at uh, looking at dildos and vibrators? I hope they're doing it at work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So Nevada teen uh, called his congressman and dropped the f bomb while demanding action on guns. 
his school suspended him. So yeah, for our jackass of the week, uh, what's the congressman's name? Representative oh, Mark. Oh my god! A yeah. model. Uh, basically, the, um, the high school that uh, McQueen, oh, at the McQueen High School in Reno, ha- had a walkout. Um, do, and right now, um, if you're following anything in the news, the gun debate keeps getting bigger and bigger here. And many schools had a walkout. Well, during this walkout, mm-hmm. um, Christensen um, basically called up his congressional representative and told his representative that he basically thinks that um, the Congress people in Congress need to get off their fucking asses and take action. Whoa, Ian, well, language. Language, man. <laughs> Am I going to have to boot you from the podcast? Freedom? Freaking <laughs> hell. Uh, but uh, so this, this great congressman, this mature adult. You mean Snowflake. You mean Snowflake. <laughs> called the, the high school up and reported the team bad language. Okay, it wasn't him directly. It was his staff. His staff, okay. His, his staff, a bunch of you know mature adults. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm going to wait. I'm objection to the word mature. Please strike okay. that from uh, the record. They, a bunch of whiny bitches went and tattled on him because oh my god, he used bad language. I'll accept whiny bitches. I'll accept whiny bitches. I mean, of, of all the things to see a, a, a political group doing is oh my god, this high school kid used bad language. His First Amendment, he, you know, was exercising his First Amendment right on every level. Let's tattletale and report him to his school. Yeah, because that's not in any way possibly a, uh, not exactly, not in any way possibly a media, yeah, media bombshell holocaust waiting to happen to the staff of the Well, and the school, of all things, suspended the kid. Okay. Like, what the fuck? But, but here's the thing about that suspension. It's worse than that. So this kid is uh, is fairly academic. He is the um, what he's the head of the student council. He's also one of their their the, one of the main people on their debate team, and so they were going to suspend him like Thursday and Friday or something. I forget exactly what the days were, but they but they but they but they didn't. They split the days that he was suspended so that he could come back to do the debate, in which they won, by the way, with his help, okay. right? And so, so he, so he, so here he comes. They, 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 they didn't. They, the school didn't want to suspend him in a in a manner that would that would affect them. No, 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 no. Right. We'll bring him back for for the. I mean, this this shows just how weak they thought their case was. I mean, the, the, if if he had really done something that that was worthy of a suspension, you you wouldn't have gone. Well, but he's got to be here for this for this for the uh, debate competition. But the ACLU did step in. Yes, they and did. Officially, it's been reversed and taken off his record. But what pisses me off is if you read the article, the reply from the um, school board yeah. is bad. bad. Oh, it's extremely it, um, bad. Yeah. Um, I, I, I look at the whole bringing him back for the debate team thing just like any other academic activity. Just, to, you know, it would be the same as if they if they suspended him, if they suspended a football player except for game day. Right. Exactly. Well, and not only that, they, they removed him from, from as head of the student council. And I guess for you... No, no, I think, I think wait, that... Wait, so he was he elected he by... The, he was elected by the student body, but they removed him as the head of the student council. Because uh, he was practicing his First Amendment rights. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the thing. The ACLU stepped in and said, no, this is clearly in violation of First Amendment rights. He didn't do anything to warrant a punishment. He, you know, there's nothing here that uh, suggests that he did anything against school policy. It was not on school grounds, it was not during... Um, class time it was not um during a school sanctioned activity yeah 
Um, but they're still, on his own time. Yeah, but they're still trying to defend themselves and say we actually did nothing wrong, but we don't want to get mixed up in um, litigation. Right. It'd be too expensive. It's and too blah, expensive blah, blah, blah. to litigate it, but because they don't want to admit that they're wrong, right? But but here's the thing: is that if 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 you're, I guess I can't say that. I mean, I was going to say if you're correct, then you defend it. But here's the thing: they're going to lose this in court. I suspect. Yeah. Oh. Um. But regardless, it's never going to get tried. But it also means that the next student that does this can get away with it. And if it is actually wrong, then how do you how do you actually correct the behavior, right? If it, if it is actually wrong, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that's what he was stating his mind to an elected official whose job is to listen to the people speak their mind. I mean, it, it's pathetic to begin with that the, the guy's people decided to do any kind of action like that. Well, and, um, and here's the thing I, I, you say. You should you should see the stuff that people write to these senators because I worked for uh, uh, my senator in Colorado, and so I saw the emails and stuff yeah. like that that she got. They People are horrible to these there. representatives. Horrible, right? What, well, he, what I, this guy I, said was nothing. I right. do want to make one point. Um, this is not his elected representative. Well, yeah, he couldn't he vote contact. Oh, it isn't? So, well, no, he couldn't vote yet. Well, no, no. Here's the thing is that it, it doesn't matter if he voted for him. If he is, if it is his, if it is, it is his representative if he's in that district. Is, are you saying that he's not in the district of the congressman no, that he I'm called? Saying that he, so what? I don't care if he's too young to go vote. It, he has every right to call his congressman. Yeah. That's still his representative, whether he can, yeah. is legally vote or not. And, okay, I understand I just, not agree, but I just they, wanted to make the point. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to make that point. That yeah, there's a certain level of yeah, he can't vote yet, so we can treat him like crap. You have well, the, okay, there is that, right? Yeah, exactly. He, though th- there's a, there's a really good point, but here's the thing: is that he this guy wouldn't vote for this senator anyway, even if he could right. vote. So it's and, kind of irrelevant. If, if you're if you're elected, you don't just represent the people who vote for you, and then, right. like you, you just don't care about the people who voted for the other guy or whatever. Right. But also, well, this, this is, is uh... well, well. Hold on, dumbass. Clearly, clearly, you don't understand our political. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> right? In, yeah. In this, in this case, what we're seeing is a representative that, instead of addressing um, a, a concern from someone he represents, he decided, "Ask to you, I'm going to get you in trouble because you disagreed with me." That's really what it comes down to. Oh yeah, it was. It, well, yeah, it, it's it's sad and pathetic, and that's not the way it should be dealt with. But. Um, I, it was it was retribution, plain and simple. Yeah, and that's one of the problems on a youth. Yeah, that, that's yeah, one of the problems. It, like, it wasn't the, the it wasn't the Congress. It wasn't the it wasn't the representative though. It, it was his people. Yeah, but he did he he defended his people. He did he did. But who told his people to do this? No one. I don't I don't Cruz, think they used. Who was the uh, who was the guy who was who had the pornography on his? Oh, that was Ted Cruz. That had the link. That was that yeah was, yeah yeah. That was yeah, and that was his. Whether it was him or his staff that did it, but but in either case, either he ordered this to be done or his staff did it without his permission. Uh, and he hasn't uh, come back and, so, and told them they um, shouldn't have done it. No, he came back and told yeah. them that, that what they did was fine. I think that they did it on their own, but I think that yeah. but he supported their actions, right. even though well, they, yeah, they were completely he, wrong. If it was his staff, then, you know, he can say, well, you know, um, I, I fired them. He can't say well, it. Yeah. He he can't. If it was his staff who did it without his consent, then he doesn't have much control over his staff. Well, but here's the thing: he defended his staff's action either way, so it's a moot point at this point. He's he's guilty. Anyway, anyways, I'm asked. What man does have much? Oh. 
Ah, but this is showing one of the problems we're seeing right now with the whole um, gun control issue is we're seeing, um, I, I, I don't know if I put any articles in about this, but we have these kids who were there in that Florida shooting and saw it happen are coming forward, coming out and say, stating what they went through and why they think we need the gun control. And the reply from the other side has really been to just insult them and find yeah. ways to put them down. And it's like, yeah. that's not constructive. That's not helping anyone out. I don't care what, what side you're on. If all you can do to, to, um, as a counter to the arguments is say, oh, well, um, you know, he's a snowflake whiny baby or, or you know, whatever crap they come you're up under with. under a certain age, so you don't matter. And use the right word, though. They are bullying. There, yes. Yeah, there's a huge yeah, bubble yeah, of that yeah, going yeah. on. And this, this is that, basically. It's like, mm-hmm. huh, well, you, you don't agree with us. You're only a kid. Guess what? We're going to get you in trouble. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, and when that kid votes in a couple of years. Oh, yeah. And see, that's the thing. You know, if you look at it politically, this is the, about the dumbest move the right can make right now on the issue because they're going after kids who can vote it within a year or two. They're mocking them and putting them down. And that means in a year or two, a huge segment of the population that might have been a bit more on the fence and stuff are going to be leaning to one side because they were like, well, this side thinks the people of my generation are stupid. Why in the world would I support them? Right. We have no right to believe that we should be protected from certain things. So why should we believe in keeping them in office? Yeah, it's it's a heated debate. And I think that's one thing that'll come up with our discussions tonight is just how weird this whole debate is as it is. Um, So the next thing Brian wanted to make sure we bring up early on Yes. Is um the District of Columbia versus Heller. Okay, so, so the, this is this is oh, this is a very important case. And it, this is from 2008, which is interesting that it took that long for for an issue like this to get to the Supreme Court. This is this, uh, so this was a uh this was a 5-4 decision, uh which is not really surprising considering the um the the court makeup. But this is this is the case that Basically upheld um, the Second Amendment, you know, for a individual to have the right to bear arms. Prior to this, uh, and in not in connection with military service uh, or such as a militia. And so th- this is the actual decision, and it didn't happen until 2008, which we always thought we had the right to carry guns, but in two- but not until 2008 was it actually. Um, uh, Did they set precedent? They set precedent in 2008. Is what they did. This is this is where it finally. This is where it got set. This is and and this this the the majority decision was written by Antonin Scalia, um, and that's kind of important because he, being a very much an activist judge, uh, I guess that's my opinion. But he he was very much wanted to make sure that he he was very much a Second Amendment constitutionalist, and he wanted to make sure that it got uh, upheld. So this is the decision that struck down a Firearms Control Act of 1975 where the District of Columbia was, the, the people in District of Columbia were not allowed, I think it was, they weren't allowed to own handguns at that time? Um, that there was a handgun ban and that lawfully owned rifles and shotguns okay. had to be kept unloaded and disassembled or bound by a trigger lock. Okay, so this is the decision that reversed that, that they'd had in the book for over 25 years, well, over 30 years. Wow. Yeah, so... And, and so, and so this is this is important because one of the one of the things that this particular piece of legislation has it does it does draw a line 
as far as to what weapons are considered lawful for for protecting for self defense and home protection and what are military weapons so he he does he actually Scalia draws a line here between those things so basically we can't own a machine gun but we can own a handgun according to this legislation and of course most rifles and stuff we, we can own as well and th- so this decision is important because the next article that I put in here is um the U.S. U.S. judge upholds Massachusetts assault weapons ban, and so um, if this ban is banning, in particular, the AR-15, which is the weapon that that is responsible for many of these mass shootings. And we'll get into later. Mass shooting is not well defined, but you know, for, as the uh, owner of a military-style assault weapon, it's a sword. It's not. It's not the same thing. Well, no, it's. A- oh, okay. <laughs> it's a longbow. That is a that is an older military style assault weapon. The, the, okay, the it, by by the, by that well, principle, but, my my black powder rifle is as well. Yes, it is. Okay, and by that principle, I can pick up a rock. But yeah. but that by, by also by that principle, ten years from now, the AR-15 is going to be an antique. It's going to be a collector's antique, not a military assault weapon. Yeah, I think that I think that in the because assault weapon is a specific type of of weapon. So, so the these semi-automatic rifles and stuff like that, which your bow and my black powder rifle are not. Um, anyway, you know, speak for yourself. <sighs> I, I, I had to, uh, I had to give a report one time that I was cleaning my bow and it went off six times. Mm-hmm. So it went off pretty darn fast. Here, here's here's the thing in this in this in this piece of legislation, they're very careful to actually quote Antonin Scalia's you know line about firearms and and where they draw that line and one of the issues that people are saying well this is but this is a popular weapon and but popular is not constitutionally protected and and that's and that's extremely important just because it's a popular weapon and many people own it that 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 isn't what makes it you know uh, available for a home security so i think that i and and the court has not picked up another one of these, you know, gun cases since. And so Vermont also has an assault weapons ban. So I think, oh no, Maryland, I'm sorry, Maryland. Um, so I think that this will hold. And I think that, uh, that Massachusetts is also going to have an assault weapons ban. I think that, I think that this is constitutional, but that said to do this, um, across the nation would call, would call for a rewrite of our constitution. And so the place where I'm getting a lot of my information, in my opinion, is is from the Opening Arguments podcast. And this is uh, Andrew Torres and um, Thomas Smith. They and Andrew Torres is a, is a is a trial lawyer. Is he a trial lawyer specifically? He's definitely done a lot of trial law. Anyway, he he went very carefully through the gun laws and stuff like that. And I and I'm still going through some of it. Um, because he he's got a whole bunch of it, and so I put two pieces on here. I put um, uh, it says the Second Amendment Masterclass Part One, and then uh, you heard it here first: abortion rights, gun control, and uh, offensive trademarks. And the offensive that 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 is one one sixty five, where he talks about the um, the Massachusetts assault weapons ban. But in um, episode 21, he starts going through the whole Second Amendment, and it's several – I think it's in two parts. And so he, there's a lot of information here, and it's pretty complicated and dense. And so when you start trying to craft these kinds of legislations, it, it, it's very um, – you, you have to you have to you know 
cross all the T's and dot all the I's if it's going to stick. It's all in legalese. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and so so it's very careful language. And Anton Scalia is probably rolling in his grave, you know, when they're using his language against him. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brian, I think you made a comment once, probably not on a podcast. You uh, you were talking about when you took your open carry class. Oh yeah. Concealed carry class, and you you made the comment that every bullet that comes out of your gun has a lawyer attached. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Every time you fire that weapon, you should expect to be sued. At a person, rather, not a target. Targets usually don't sue you. <laughs> usually. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's... it's um, that all depends on if the target is inanimate or animate. Okay, fair enough. If, if it's an inanimate target, such as, such as one you might find at a shooting range, you're, you're not going to get sued. But if you fire that at a person, and perhaps an animal, um, you, should, you should expect to be involved in a legal battle. If and not worse. Yeah, if not worse. You know... Uh, my car was actually involved involved in a drive by shooting here on the block. And was were wow. these were these birds that were shitting on it as they flew past? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, uh, it was involved in a drive by. They uh, they fired across the back of my car at the house, but apparently that does not make my car an accessory. <laughs> no, I did ask. I did ask. Mm. So yeah, so the so the what what it takes to put gun gun control legislation in place and what you can ban um, are are. Are spelled out, um, particularly in this um, District of Columbia v. Heller, and so that's a it's an extremely important piece of legislation because if because if you want to challenge a lot of these gun laws, you you have to go back and look what the Supreme Court has set as precedent. And yeah, so it, so like I, I just I just want to stress that it that it's complicated before we move on to um, you know and and what makes another thing that makes it incredibly complicated is people's attitudes about it are just incredible. Um, you say, I support common sense gun control, and what the, uh, what the person hearing you hears is, I'm coming in the middle of the night to take away all your guns. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and the NRA and the gun manufacturers play that up. Both, oh, yeah. both times Obama got elected, gun sales skyrocketed. Well, and here's when the Obama thing. Got yeah. elected, they, they dropped up considerably. The, they, yeah. they played up the fear factor. Yeah, they sure yeah. did. And it they worked. They played up the fear factor. Well, and I would, I would say... That if you're a if you sell guns right now, you are um, Trump is not your friend because no. to, to be fair, um, Remington. Well, no, well, re, oh, hold no, on, no, hold on. Fair, let let no. Let me finish <laughs> because because the, if you sell guns right now, it's hard to sell guns right now because the fear is down quite a bit, and the NRA is is really trying to capitalize on the on these gun shootings. But Remington in particular, their sales are down. 27.5%. And they and they were expecting them to go up when Hillary Clinton was was um, became president. Okay, so a lot of a lot of, you know, their future what was was premised on the fact that they were going to have somebody who was anti-gun rights in legislation and so they could sell more guns. So they, they it kind of it, it kind of backfires on them a little bit here. Yeah. Yeah. But so what, what you're I was saying, saying is that uh, the NRA should be funding Democratic. Yes, politics. that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. If, if they're, <laughs> so if they're what smart. What I was going to say, Brian, is that you said that if if you're a gun store owner, Trump is not your And I, I think that that is too narrow of you. I think that whether you're a gun store owner or not, Trump is still not your friend. Oh, OK. Is that where you were going with that? OK. <laughs> that's where I was going. Well, I wanted to be sure that, that I made my point before. before. <laughs> 
Okay. Before I diluted it. Right, before you diluted it. Uh, all right, so cats explained with gun, or gun control explained with cats. I just thought that was funny, and then I saw the uh, debunking by... Um, well, you know, I saw the original video, and I, I'm I'm strongly pro-cat control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm pro keeping your cat to okay, the side. Uh, uh, I, I got to say, while while this is very cute and people should watch it, I don't. I'm not sure that I that it's nuanced enough for me to find compelling. Um, no, and and, 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 and the same can be said for the debunked one. It's yes. very much you know not a good argument the other way. But I'll say this. I'll say no. this for me watching the gun the cat one because the guy who does it is is reasoned. And he and he makes points, and and he tries to illustrate his position. The guy debunking it just calls him stupid and makes fun of him. Yeah. And he's incredibly yeah. difficult to listen to, and so it makes it. But he's also he's also takes an awful lot of it as a literal, uh, a literal. Yeah. He took it a little bit literally, reference. right? But if um, if instead if he had been reasoned in his debunking and um. And maybe it wouldn't get as many views. I'll say that, right? That that a lot of times these kinds of railings get get more get more views. But it would have been it would have been it would have been better to listen to the debunking part if he actually did the debunking. If he broke down each point and said, "This is why I don't think that this works," which is what I was hoping for, um, because well, once more that goes to what I had said earlier. The other side right now. Is so emotional. They're not. They're not trying to give a good argument. They're not trying to come to the table with saying yes, let's talk about it. They're just trying to put down anyone that um, has once done control. Well, and that's people what, are trying to put out put out good arguments, but there there's a lot of out there. Oh, those libtards that yeah, they don't not, understand right. what they're talking about. Yeah, but the ones that are doing that are overshadowed by the insults and stuff flying from the people on their side. Well, and and it, it hurts it. I, what I want, and I think what most people really want, is that both sides come sit down, have a real mature discussion about it. Look at the facts. Look at the whole thing. Say, okay, what can we do? But yeah. when you have one side that spends most of its time putting down, oh, you guys are snowflakes. We need our guns for safety and protection. How dare you try and take our rights away? America, America. Well, okay, so, but here, here's the thing is that I don't, I, I don't know that what liberals are saying about, about gun control is actually correct. I, 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 it, it feels like if there's less, if, if we, if we create more gun laws that few, maybe fewer people have guns and we'll have fewer of these problems. And I don't know that it's true, right? One of my problems with, with both sides of this debate is that I cannot tell which one has the better argument in the end. Well, so I used to be more conservative in my um, my thoughts on gun control stuff. But looking at the stuff, I, I have – it's one of the few places I could say I was more conservative. But I'm, I'm more and more finding myself on the liberal side of things because I don't see the liberals asking for unreasonable stuff. What I see is the conservatives not willing to listen to it. And that's why next I, – I, you know, when, after Madcap posted those videos, the first thing is let's look up some actual facts. About the safety of guns and stuff. So I and think that's what I was yeah. hoping that you guys yeah. would do when I put those into the. Into oh, making, the making us do the work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're making us do your work. <laughs> but but here's the, the thing is, is that I thought it would be topic, and that was a way to start it and say, is this good, and should we go into this, into this, considering how much there is going on about it, and I have found that. 
it's very heavily both sides are just clashing and saying this and that and smashing each other. Um, but they both have they both have points yeah. which are very interesting and uh, I don't know exactly enough about I I know I'm not up on the American what exactly the gun control is in the US. I was listening I actually listened to the gentleman who was speaking about the the debunking himself mm-hmm. and he was saying that uh, that there's already and I've heard this from other people that there is already a lot of gun control in the US and that it's to get guns that you but here's Okay, but but here's the thing is that did what did, did he say specifically what the gun control was already? That that, that was my he problem. Said, he didn't say specifically. Yeah, see that's my problem. And that's the thing is that no one is saying specifically right. because I don't I don't know if either side has exact specifics that they're really uh, well, the, the laws vary from state to state. Yeah, fifty states here. We each exactly. have really differing laws uh, about it. Uh, generally, you can tell the more liberal, the more conservative go their more obvious ways. Yeah, um, I remember. Do you remember way back when we talked about uh, different uh, self-defense laws from state to state, where some states have the stand your ground doctrine, others have the uh, like Colorado has the make my day law, where if somebody enters your house, they can make your yeah, or you can make their day, whatever. Yeah, and here in Texas, we have stand your ground. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. basically, the article, yeah. which with the stand your ground, you have no duty to retreat when you're threatened. Right. Yeah. With a lot of states, and, there's a, there's an obligation to retreat if possible. Sure. If possible, but if it's not possible, what do you do? Well, and the other th- th- the thing, the argument that he makes is that. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. But the problem is that people right. kill people with guns. Exactly. Right? And so, But the, the other problem is that people would keep kill people with something else if they didn't guns. And But that, that makes and a really good point. Referred to, like uh, being run over, having their cut thro- uh, throats cut open with the box cutters like in but, uh, right, but poison. Some people but might play soccer balls. But it's not a threat. <laughs> Right, that's exactly right. If you had to, if you had a choice between a gun at somebody or running up to them, pushing them off of their balcony, you know, right, exactly. Yeah, to compare it to cars and stuff, but we have laws to to limit who can drive. We have um, stuff on the books that that give power to um, our our police officers and stuff if they see something car related. Hey, wait a minute. We right. even had do something. we even had that in Toronto last last week or last weekend that there were a certain amount of people run over down Young Street. Um, ten, ten people, I, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but here's the and thing: this is, is not a usual thing yeah. in, in Canada. <laughs> but the well, a, the, yeah. the AR the van is normal weapon. Right. But here's the no, thing: is that the AR the we go by pie. The AR fifteen is makes this easier it's way easier to kill yeah. 40 people with an ar-15 than it is with a knife yeah. even and 15 Stephen people King, i think was the one that has the quote talking about how you can't justify it for hunting and it's overkill for um reasonable defense the only reason to own one is because you want to kill people no now, that's uh, not the only reason well wait i tried looking looking this up but i didn't really get an answer maybe you, one of you have an answer for me um it, it, how uh, 
how much deadlier is an AR-15 than a semi-automatic pistol? Extreme. Um, it's quite a bit because of distance. Yeah. Well, no, not only so, that, but also the rifle carries a lot more, a lot more kinetic energy. Yeah. With it, and so, it can, so a bullet wound from a pistol is less likely to kill. Uh, a rifle, a rifle bullet can actually cause uh, hydrostatic shock in areas of the body that the bullet didn't. Plus, it's a sl- uh, it's a small caliber as well. So, like the twenty two yeah, is extremely it's deadly. Also, it's also a tumbling round, which right. means that it may hit you and start bouncing around inside of you. And you also have to look at magazine size. You can actually have more rounds before you have to reload. The DR fifteen is a, is a well designed killing weapon. The, uh, there's, yeah. But here's the other thing: is that the only reason Dona isn't just because you want to kill people. Listen, the, these weapons are fun to shoot. I like shooting oh, yeah. guns, oh, right? Yes. And and they're oh, in. Yeah, I, I I'm right there with you. I, I that's the, that's why I was more on the side. It's like doing it for sports. You know, back when I um was in scouts and you know, we were going up, I became a fairly decent shot. Um, but that still doesn't you know it's fun to shoot, but that doesn't mean I have to own one. It does, and it doesn't mean I need it in my home. Yeah, there is is a movement out there to make the AR-15 more justifiable for hunting. Is that that to give um, animals bulletproof vests? Yeah, actually, uh, actually they've been trying to put Kevlar on deer for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure I know where you're going there. The the deer tend to object. (laughs) So, you know, you get a lot of people in the hospital. Do they take so um, the articles I have that are after the um, video all talk about the reality of um, the, the facts concerning gun safety. All right, let's have and them. Some of, and so, some of them I already knew. One, owning a gun does not make you safer. There's nothing at all that suggests that. Despite what the um, NRA and, and their people want to claim, owning a gun does not make you safer. If anything, it goes quite the opposite. Because having a gun in the house, um, you are more likely to suit a family member or a loved one or a friend than you are to ever draw your gun on an actual criminal. That, that, and um, that, that I've known for some time. Um, if you want to read through the various articles that, that um, talk about it more, you know, we have them in the show notes. But that's, that's a fact. Um, suicide is an interesting area within guns because due to the nature of suicide, a household that has a gun in it, the person is more likely to succeed in the suicide the first time and to go through with it because it doesn't, suicide is an instant thing. If you think about it, you're going to go and you're going to do it. You're not going to sit and ponder it for hours. Right. If you have so a little bit of time. Yeah. Having particularly a, if your method is suicide by cops, a gun is greatly helpful in that. But, no, uh, um, taking a gun and shooting it is nice and quick and gets it over with. You, yeah. don't, you don't sit back and think about it. If you have a little you bit don't. of time, if you have a little bit of time to, to cool down, you're less likely to kill yourself. Yeah. Right. Um, it's hard to it's hard to keep count when you're doing up a hangman's dose. All right. And then, of course, there are the factors of the security of the guns. You still hear it. No matter how far along we get with this, you still hear about kids being able to get access to their parents' firearms and play around with them, which I still, to me, is like one of the most incredibly dumb things you could do ever. I mean... Although, you know, like, the, I, I, there's a mentality here, and if, if you believe that you're having a gun for protection, then you kind of don't want to have your gun, like, locked away in a way that yeah. is really inacceptable right. to you. Right. So yeah. it's, but, you, you know, children who are raised in households where they're taught to respect the gun and taught to use it tend to be less likely to misuse it also. Tend to, but that's not a 100% guaranteed kind of thing. Um, so, 
and there's more elements to it as well. But in general, oh, also, um, one factor, um, houses that have guns are actually more likely to get burglars than houses that don't. If, if the, people are trying to steal the guns? Right. The guns are actually a hot commodity for burglars because they know they can get a lot of it on the money for it on the black market. So if you actually advertise your own guns, they're more likely to um, break into your house. And you have to understand, burg- burglars aren't stupid. They break into houses when people are not there during the day when everyone's <laughs> off at work, stuff like that. That's when they, they break into houses. Not in the middle of the night when um, the whole family's home asleep because guess what? You can wake people up. And they tend well, not to carry guns themselves. That's right. true. But they will gladly steal all your firearms, sell them on the black market, and then come back to your house afterwards and steal more when you replace them. And that's actually a trend. Well, that's true so, of any. That's that's true of anybody who gets burglarized because yeah. because they know what you had to begin with, and if they if they, they took it to exactly, they have a good idea of what right. you're going to replace it with. And, and well, people particularly are generally stupid, if it's, particularly if it's in church, yeah. right? And people are generally stupid and don't really up their security enough and, and do the smarter things to protect themselves. Right, and we can so, we can talk about later get what that is. A dog because yeah. usually yeah. people just shoot them anyway. A dog. Well, but actually, a dog is one of the better ways to protect your house. Well, if it's making noise. Well, but, but yeah, but there, there's issues. Um, well, I this, this is a different podcast because I did a lot of research. <laughs> I did a lot of research on burglar alarms and stuff like that. When but when I when I got my own home, um, and that was very interesting. But anyway, <laughs> and another interesting fact. That's why um, I need to bark. In, okay. In, uh, surveys that covered uh, more than 300 sexual assaults, the number of times women were able to use a gun to protect themselves was zero. And how often is that weapon used on them? Um, I didn't see anything on that, but it did say, however, that there is a slight increase on if women flashes the gun beforehand. That 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 does seem to deter the actual action from ever taking place. But once the action takes place. The gun's pretty much useless. Yeah. Th- I, I well. heard something, and I, did, I was not able to find the article on this, which is unfortunate, but I heard something about uh, a woman was having her home broken into. The dispatcher on 911 asked her if she had a gun and suggested that she use it. Mm-hmm. And she's now being charged for defending her house. Really? This is in, yeah. That, uh, well, you also have the um, story out of Florida, the one woman who um, basically the reason this was a big deal is it was right um, during the Zimmerman stuff that was going on. This one woman, um, basically she drew a gun on her, I think it was her ex-husband, or possibly they were married, I don't know, but um, her significant other who was assaulting her. She drew a gun and fired, not at him necessarily, just um, to scare him off. And she, um, they put her in jail for that. And here's the thing, I'll go back to my, when I took my, my course on um, to get my concealed carry is that he said you never do that. If you pull that weapon and you shoot, you shoot to kill. You you don't shoot to scare. You kill that person. Nope. And that that That's was what the, I was yeah. taught when my brother yeah. and father taught me. Yeah, you never you never do that to try and scare somebody off. You if if you draw that weapon, you better intend to shoot that person dead, and and so so they can't tell tales. That that's what yeah. I. That's basically Forget the advice that was given. Cap. Yeah, that's what I was taught because we had we were on a place called St. Joe's Island and we had 100 acres and we were taught if someone comes onto the property who's a guy and it's not, you know, people we knew. Right. Give them one warning and that's that. But but I don't have a second chance. So, Brian, what you're saying is that every bullet coming out of your gun has a lawyer attached to it. But what you need to do is make sure that they're executing them as well. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's, Make sure you know how to shoot the band. That, that's one way to put it. But but the, but the but here's the I think he didn't say this, but I think the the idea is that if they live through this, that that it's then now there's two sides of a story. If they don't, yeah, it's your side. They can do for pain and right. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's you. some civil suits there as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. There was one thing about. Uh, you know, God coming in to rob a person's house, they trip on the rug and hurt themselves. Yeah, they were intending on shooting people and everything, but because they tripped on the rug, they can sue you. Yeah, there's there's yep. some weird laws like that, too. I... Yeah. Ryan, one thing I can guarantee you is that uh, if anybody breaks in here and I have to defend myself with a sword, they're not living through it. <laughs> <laughs> you can find part of him over here. You can find part of them over there. Yeah. If I have to use a cup, they're not living through it either. It's sti- <laughs> if we're talking about personal defense, I mean, like, uh, Ian, you were saying that there, there's no evidence that uh, that statistically it makes a difference. But I can I can at least see, in the case of personal I, I de- defense, that a gun could at least be either a deterrent or, you know, like one-on-one. You, you could gain the upper hand that way. But, you know, like, the, the way that people are putting it out a lot of the time these days is, the only way to stop a bad guy with yeah. a gun is a good guy with a gun. And they're talking, of course, about mass shootings there, which that is a terrible lie. Right. And we yeah. know, you know there was that recent case, I forget where it was, where the good guy without a gun stopped the bad you're talking guy with about the, You're talking about the Waffle House one. Yeah. Yes. Well, yep. you know, that guy is apparently a really good guy because yeah, money, that's gonna... been, money that's been donated to him, he's using to pay for the funerals. Of the... And he stopped the guy without a gun. He basically dumped him and took, you know. Jumped him, okay. grabbed the hold of the barrel, burned his hand doing it, but he took the gun away from the. And there was also a wow. case on a train, wasn't there, where some guys rushed the gunman? Yeah, I think that was in. Was that in France, though? I don't remember. But you know, the thing of it is, if the, the guy who did the Waffle House shooting was pretty well known to be kind of deranged, and he should not under under the uh, gun control laws that we had set up before yeah. Trump, he should not have been able to own a, a firearm. Yeah, we definitely, I think that's one of the things we're, we're going to be talking about here soon, it looks like, is um, you know, well, also, but, There was also know. the bit where people were saying to give teachers guns. Yeah. And oh, then okay. about a week afterwards, a teacher with a gun went nuts. Yeah. What you keep having is the people that want to prove how safe guns are pulling out guns at really stupid times yeah. and quite often showing that guns are not as safe as they want to, you know. I, I remember back, it was a few years ago, some guy went and showed his girlfriend how safe the gun was, so he took the gun and pointed it at his head, and uh, uh, she's pretty tra- traumatized and doesn't for one moment that guns are safe now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I, let's I move on. Let's, let's oh, just keep I going. I should not laugh at that. Well, we're, we're almost at an hour here, so but let, let's, let's keep going here. What, what's the next piece here? Australian gun laws. Okay, so here, okay, this was interesting. So this is a video, and so, and I didn't make good notes, but this guy is, um, he he goes through these statistics on gun ownership and violence in Australia, and they what they they have seen the an overall trend of uh before even before Australia enacted their gun laws of of death and gun violence declining. Since since the and I think it, I, I don't know I'd have to re, I'd have to rewatch it so I, I maybe I'm getting this wrong but since they enacted the legislation in the gun ban there has been a slight spike in um, in deaths by with knives 
but the overall trend is still that fewer people are dying in you know from these and and he comes down in the end of it he says the only thing that the the gun ban did it didn't it didn't make it didn't make most gun violence go away it just stopped mass shootings and in the uh, i think that in the deaths with knives in australia uh, i think that most of those were uh ph involved i think they uh, bothered paul hogan so here's the thing is that he 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 the thing is that what he's saying is that all he did is stop mass shootings well but here's the thing is that if that if you want to stop mass shootings then you succeeded right that that that's a win um e- even if it didn't help the the overall trend because m- mass shootings are the are, are not a large piece of the overall deaths from guns right um it's a very public piece it's a piece that we see a lot um, one of the problems also is when you when you're looking at these in some of the articles that I've got in here where um, when we get into some of the domestic violence stuff is that the way that you define mass shooting makes a difference too. Some of these say that it has to be a public place. Some of these are saying if it's more if it's four people even in a home, then they consider that a mass shooting. So it's so it gets to be a little bit weird. How many people have to does it have to be for it to be a mass shooting? And in what kind of and does it have to be a public place or can it be a private home and still be a mass shooting? And those kinds of things make a difference when you're building these statistics. So yeah, and uh, also like uh, the the one um, thing that you put in there, like it required uh, at least four people in that one definition. And it's like okay, um, you I guess you can count that as a mass shooting, but you know, um, uh, four people being killed is a lot different in your consciousness than like 30 people being killed. Right, exactly. And so I get the recent one in, was it Massachusetts, was it 14 people were killed in that one? And I forget how many people were killed in Sandy Hook, but the, I mean, those were much bigger shootings. They weren't just three or four people. And yeah. so when you're, can you, when you're tabulating these statistics, how you put them together makes a difference because once again, are people lying with the statistics, right? Yeah, so you have to look at this stuff extremely closely, look at what they're including, and then their outcome, and then try to make a decision. And it's and it's complicated. It's not easy. So I so I started with um, uh, so I went back to I, I'm going to end. I, I want to end with the um, mandatory uh, ownership of guns. We'll, we'll end on that because it's it, it's not as sad as the rest of the um, the, the domestic violence ones. So. The, this article that I put in here from PolitiFact, um, domestic violence not confirmed as consistent predictor of mass shootings. And so the, there was an issue where a guy, you know, was was misrepresenting some data from another um, out from another um, outfit, and it comes in. It says that fifty four percent of people who commit mass shootings were convicted of domestic uh, abuse of uh, domestic violence and it, and boy i don't have this pinned out but basically they came down that this particular person was well, was wrong and he was misrepresenting the data so i moved on from there to um another one from npr where where in in this particular little clip, and it's a four minute clip if people want to listen to it, in Texas and beyond, mass shooters have roots in domestic violence. And what this one says is that while they can't make this correlation outright, it need, it it does require more study because there because on the surface it appears that there's something there is kind of what I got from that. Um, and let's see what was what was the next one? 
Um, so, but the next ones go through and they try and make the connection. A lot of these try and make this connection. Um, and so, but the, it ends up that it looks like there's some, might be something there, but it's, but, but it's hard to say. Just, well, as we were just talking about, one of the problems here in the United States is figuring out that kind of stuff. And there have been debates over the laws of whether or not someone who's been um, found guilty of domestic abuse should be able to own a gun. Well, and the other problem here is that some people committing domestic abuse are being convicted of it because their accusers are not going through with um, with with the charges, right? That they, they, they're right. you know they're being bullied at home, and so yeah. it's so and so there probably are more people, I think, um, that, that would fall under that domestic abuse category than the ones being convicted of it. And I, I, that's another one of those laws I think varies from state to state as to how they deal with them. Yeah. So and I do know I've, I've seen some stuff on it recently where there's a few states that they're fighting the laws that say, um, you know, if, you, if you've been convicted of um, domestic abuse and served time, you should be able to have a gun. Like, so, no. so yeah. So that that's the one that you put in that's here. Crazy. Court upholds federal um, gun ban against domestic violence offenders, yeah. and that's from PBS.org. So and so that so this is what you're talking about now. Is that the courts did uphold this, yeah. um, even though these people are saying that that well they should be able to and and but, I mean the, the way our laws work is if you um, violate laws and you prove yourself to be a certain level of danger you do lose rights and I'm all, I definitely stand behind that especially in cases like this I and mean, if a person is proven to have violent issues and cannot control themselves they should not be given a tool that allows them to do more damage when they um, lose control. Okay, but in domestic, and, but here's the thing: is that th- this is more a much more complicated issue as well. The yeah. next article that I put in here says that up to seventy five percent of abused women who are murdered um, after they leave their partner. So, here, so here we have somebody who's being abused, and they get out of the situation like everybody tells them to, and seventy five percent of them are being murdered afterwards. Up to maybe maybe. You know, it may, maybe it's not quite that high, but still, it's just. Well, no, I don't think that. I don't think it's saying no, up to seventy-five percent of women who are murdered. Uh, yeah. Were div- oh, were abusive victims? Okay. Wait, wait, that's so worse. You, you that's, got, wait, take, wait, take okay. Ah, yeah. oh, okay, okay. That's pretty crazy. Wait. It's pretty high. Okay. It's, the thing. You know, what, we're t- what we're saying here is women stay with your abusive partners. No, <laughs> but here's the problem: we is that problem. right? But he, we have a huge problem here that. If yeah. if women are um what what does it say? I say the thing I did not uh, know was uh, that is so revealing to me was that anywhere between fifty to seventy five percent of domestic violence homicides happen at the point of separation or after the victims have already left their abuser. So we we have a pro- and this is from uh, Cynthia Hill. Uh, uh, director of HBO's Private Violence, which I have not watched, and um, and I think that I would like to watch that document. Um, but and the other issue that um, Mac had brought up earlier is we ha- uh, some of these shooter- shooters are people that shouldn't legally have guns anyway. They've already been proven to fall into certain categories, and so we have a problem with enforcing that and with the FBI looking, you know, right. database. Um, that's supposed to happen with background checks not happening. Right, but here's the thing is that if people's partners, if if they're already in in abusive situations and they leave their partners and and, and that's when the the violence escalates, holy macro, we're not defending these people properly. Well, well, we're not. And that's some of the stuff that's going across the board with this issue is 
um, you know, how, how the rights of everyone plays out. And there are certain people that get screwed. Yeah. And, you know, women coming out of abusive relationships are definitely high in that list. But um, we're not. And that's one of the reasons why I keep saying I want to see both sides come together with a common sense discussion, with really focusing on the issues and the facts, because what keeps happening is stuff like that gets ignored. No one's looking at it. No one's paying attention. To that. No one's talking about that. Yeah. Because both sides are getting too emotional. Yeah. We need to have a real discussion. Look at the real problem and say, you know, let's work and find a solution. Let's make sure that um, people who have mental issues that, and certainly have a gun are flagged properly before they can buy a gun. Let's make sure if someone is domestically abusing the partner, they're being dealt with properly and not being blown off because, oh, this is as bad it happened. Let's you know, look at the bigger problems. Look, look at what can actually be done to solve it instead of just saying, well, we can either keep the guns or take them away because those are the only two options. It's bigger than that. It's so much more complicated. And the facts are there. There's so much out there. Yeah. But you have the NRA campaigning to make sure studies can't be done to look into gun violence. Well, not only that, here's here's the other piece that I see as a problem is that we have we, we have the NRA that has a lot of money and has a lot of will. Right. And Mac, um, they had they, they and so and but because they have this is their job to shut down the discussion of, of gun laws, they I'm afraid that they're going to win out because the other side doesn't have the money and willpower. And that's this is part of the problem that I well, see in, in this that it that it, right now it seems to be that they have a lot of momentum. But how do they how do we keep that momentum to keep the discussion going? And part of the problem is gun ownership is more of an identity thing than anything else. You look at the guys sure. that own guns. They have to own guns. That is who they are. And they ha- that's what they collect. They spend so much money. It is, in their mind, so connected to who they are that it's hard to deal with. And they, they are more passionate. They are more likely to go out there and really be loud about it because it, it's, it, it, it is, to some degree, attacking their identity to say, hey, listen, we need to um, limit what you can have access to. Yeah, and I think and what, that, well, that's yeah. also to them. Uh, it's a personal thing. Plus, there's an awful lot of money that has been put into it in the first place. If they are a person who enjoys gun ownership and does enjoy going to the shooting range, right? And the, I mean, in overall, I think a lot of what's being asked for the gun legislation is is not over the top background checks and stuff like that, which most people agree right. with. But here's the thing: is that I think that the NRA, NRA sees that as a slippery slope. Well, if they get that, what are they going to want next? And I don't know that that's not true, right? But I also but think, I but I don't think it should already. stop the discussion. One thing, not necessarily. That people talk. One thing that uh, is something that happens with cars that is not something that happens with guns. Cars have to be insured. Right, and that's a really good point. That if, why yeah, are we insuring guns? To, you also have to prove competent for being able to own one or yep. to be able to operate one. You you have to pass an initial, and then you have to you know every once in a while you actually have to be tested again to recertify. Particularly yeah. if you, particularly if you've made errors. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, and that makes sense. I'm saying let's protect people. While we can't stop the illegal activities from happening, we can at least make it harder. And discourage and say, listen, you know, you're not allowed to do that anymore. You get in serious trouble if you do. Well, you know, we we have laws there to protect people. And partially because of it, the people that break the laws are actually almost more careful because they know that there's bigger penalties. 
Yeah. Because I, I have known a few people that have driven without license and insurance and such, and they are extremely careful drivers because they can't afford to even get pulled over. Yep. Um, you know, let's let if the NRA wants to support gun ownership, let them start a gun insurance company. I'm sure that they would like that. But here's because it'd be a big business for them. If if people with guns were required to, to own to have insurance, <laughs> yep. I think I think that they would they could make some money off of that. Like yeah, liquor they bowl. could, and they'd all then then there's probably the payouts would be very very. Here, bad. Here's the thing: is that I don't know what the arguments against that are, and I think that before we suggest that that's a good idea, I think that we do have to look and see what people's arguments against that are first, right? Because I because I have not evaluated it. I thought that there was. I don't think so. Uh, gun, no. gun insurance? I don't think so. Well, I, I, not, it might have been gun insurance, but uh, registrations and such. To some extent. Um, needless to say, a lot of the more enthusiastic gun owners um, find ways around it because they don't believe they need to register on their guns. And so that's just the well, it depends to keep on, track of them. Yeah. yeah, and it depends on state to state as well, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it does yeah, very in, in general, much. Though, if you buy a gun from a legitimate market, because I, I worked at Walmart and I did help out in um, the sporting goods, um, <laughs> and I, I did um, actually sell a few guns here and there. You do, you know, they get registered through that. And I do recall one time where a background check stopped a criminal from getting a gun. It was a very awkward night. I'm not going to go into the whole story of it, but it, it was really awkward and stuff. Yeah, but it, a legitimate background check kept a criminal who should not have had a gun from buying a gun from Walmart. I have a friend, actually a I, friend of mine uh, does the background checks. I, I have a friend who, when, when you when you do, um, when you go to get a background check, he's he's the guy who does them. Not all of them, of course, but well, some of them. I, w- I was going to say that I'm very sorry for laughing at what was being said there, but I started thinking of you as Ash. But here's the thing is that this we it, it it it's way past time to have an actual discussion about this to and hammer out you know the facts and stuff like that. Um and, and decide what, what what we as a society want, right? Because here's the thing is that the guns aren't going away. The, and and I think a lot of that because of the legislation here at the top. That I put in here that, you know, the District of the District of Columbia v. Heller has certified our right to have arms. So the question is, what limitations do we want to put on there and what limitations are constitutional as well? And, and what the, and, are needed. Yeah, and what are Those needed, right? Definitely- sure. But I but I, I'm sorry, no matter how much we think we need something, if if it isn't constitutional and won't pass scrutiny in the courts, we're not gonna get it. Right. And so there's that aspect aspect of it as well. So we, you know, we. But the other thing is that gun manufacturers, there's many of them. I think Remington is one of them that that have opted to stop making the AR-15, um, Dick Sports, and Field and Stream. My understanding is that they they stopped selling those weapons at at their right. stores as well. So other other companies. And here's the thing: they didn't do that because they because they actually thought that. You know that selling them was wrong. They did it because they because they looked at the state of things and said, "What what what is our best political bet here?" 
right? Right. And how much money yeah. are we really making off these things? Can we afford to get rid of them and make it viable? And can we and can we get something out of it? And they probably did because they, because they come out and said, okay, we're done selling these weapons. I'm sure that they got a positive bump out of that uh, because and because of the state. Them, they also made them more expensive collectors. Uh, they might have done that. Well, no, not necessarily. Uh, you can still buy them just from some from somebody else, right? So they didn't. So they didn't do that. But here's the thing: is that if every manufacturer stops making them. Then you're correct. Instead of paying four hundred dollars for this gun, you might have to pay a lot more. And the other thing is that the AR-15 is a cheap gun, right? It, it doesn't cost a lot to purchase this weapon. That's, really? I think that yeah, in my understanding, they're like five hundred, aren't they? Okay, five hundred, but that's a, that's cheap. Listen, some, some yeah. yeah, there are handguns that cost thousands of dollars, right? Depending yeah. on what on what you get, the AR-15 is 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 um, a cheap weapon. You know that that you can purchase, and that I think that that contributes to its popularity as well, because you can you can get such a and let's say a, a neat fun weapon right at a shooting range for a fairly low price compared compared to compared to like um, I think even the handgun that um, that I have is is more expensive than that. So what's your handgun? A uh, nine millimeter uh, Ruger. Oh yeah. I say as if I know much about it. That's nah, okay. <laughs> You're saying the uh, AR-15 is essentially a Saturday night. Uh, Saturday night. I, I'm I am kind of saying that. I'm saying that, I, I'm saying that one of the reasons that it's so popular is because of what the weapon does and its price point. Put it put and those it in has, conjunction. And, and it has I only know because I watched Demolition Ranch. So <laughs> it 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 has a low price point. It has a barrel that's blue and cold, and it ain't good for nothing but putting a man six feet. Well, but you can do a hell of a lot of damage to the target as well. If you've got that song running through your mind right now, then my work here. I, I haven't actually fired one uh, an AR-15, and here's the thing is that I think that it would be fun to, to go to a range and shoot one, right? I, I just don't I, need it in my home. I, I, I've never that. tried right. that, the AR-15. I forget yeah. the biggest one that Stephen had me try. My The biggest one I've fired Not was a three fifty seven. The biggest thing I've ever tried has been a, a forty five. So I've shot the... I've shot, auto. I've shot a forty-five, and I've shot the three uh, three fifty-seven. There's some serious hand shocking. Uh, and the three fifty-seven is, yeah, that's a powerful weapon too. You know, for my own part, I don't think that the, you know, I, I said it earlier. If you take away guns, people will kill each other with baseball bats. You take away baseball bats, they'll kill each other with cars. You know, it's 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 not take the away gun, cars. They'll use rocks. Uh, okay, uh, they'll probably. Actually, they'll probably use. Well, there's a um, yes and a no. Except for the harder you make make it for people to do something, the less likely they're going to be to do it. That's right. true too. That's yeah. But you know, the the point is that it isn't it isn't the guns that are the real problem. It's the it's, it's the culture that yeah. It's the culture that devalues life to the point where it can you know it can so easily be snuffed out. Mm-hmm. But here's the and here's that leads us into a whole different discussion. Yeah, that's it. That goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same with the dogs. Here's the thing: so I I do I do think. That if we make those weapons more difficult to own and and make it harder for somebody to take in, in, you know, like the Vegas shooting and stuff like that, would the Vegas shooting have happened without an assault rifle? Probably not as accurately. Well, that, but that's so, so we can reduce casualty. And, and I think that, that, you know, that's a discussion worth having. Well, the school shootings wouldn't have uh, yeah. had as many people. Yeah, there are less casualties there. But here's casualties. the thing is that we look back at, uh, at like Columbine. And the the and you're right. This legislation, the the ban on assault weapons, would not have affected that one at all. Yeah, because they walked in with kind of every gun in the world. Yeah, that that it wouldn't have affected they were that well one. Armed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's not going to stop every every situation by any means. No. Yeah. It just depends on the situation that you're talking about. I mean, yeah. you have a 
full-fledged. Um, well, I, I, we all pretty much agreed. It's a very complicated issue that doesn't have any easy solutions. No. And, you know, but we need we need to be having mature discussions about, and that needs to be happening all across the country because that, that's where the main problem is. No one's going to have mature discussions about it. Sure. And that just hurts the whole process. Well, Ian, every time you say have a mature discussion about it, all I hear is that you're trying to come over here and take my bow. <laughs> Listen, we don't want to take Cold every cat. Dead, hold the dead fucking All right. Okay, here we go. Last one. Mandatory gun ownership in, is this Kennesaw, Georgia? Georgia. Kennesaw, Georgia. So I put up, so the, I put up two articles, but, but, the, but I, the only thing that's important is reading the actual piece of legislation. So Snopes calls this mostly false because when you read the legislation, you, you'll find out why. So here's here's the legislation from uh, Kennesaw, Georgia. It's a, and this is the head of household to maintain firearms. So in order to provide the emergency um, manage- management of the city, go ahead. Want me to take over? Yeah, please do. Yes. And further, in order to provide for and protect the safety, security, and general welfare of the city and the inhabitants, every head of, every head of household residing in the city limits is required to maintain a firearm together with ammunition there. Okay, now now read B. Yeah, B is important here. Exempt from the effect of this section are those heads of households who suffer a a physical or mental disability, which would prohibit them from using such a firearm. Further exempt from this section are those heads of households who are paupers or who conscientiously oppose maintaining firearms as a result of beliefs or religious doctrine or or persons convicted of a felony. So basically, you're required to own a firearm unless you don't want to. Right. Or unless you're... (laughs) Unless you're physically unable to, or unless you can't afford, or don't you know, want not, to, Brian, it's, 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 Brian, yeah. it's not Texas. <laughs> you know, you know, you're not hurrying; they give you a gun. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Yeah, it's busy. It's busy. Do, do you have to like file some paperwork saying that you uh, you can conscientiously object to it, uh, so that you're not required to have a gun? No, this is completely unenforced. Yeah, it, yeah, it's basically a law that sounds like it was made to make, try and make a point, but it was set up almost at the point where it's pointless. Yeah, yeah, Go ahead. The police lieutenant, who is uh, in a February 2013 article, he basically said that it was not intended to be enforceable law. The police department has never searched homes to make sure had a gun. It is meant more or less as a political statement to support citizens' Second Amendment rights to arms. Right. Yeah, that's all. Homeowners yeah. in Kennesaw who, who are not who do not buy a gun are not buying. No. <laughs> well, so, I, yeah. All you have to do to get out of that really is just smile at them, say, "I get a gun," and laugh. Fanical. Well, that would probably do it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, and the other thing is it's only head of household, right? So, so, yeah. so once again, and it's not everybody. They yeah. just said, you know, head of household, which means to. not women. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, they we only have one, so. The, the, them women are too emotional to have weapons. Yep. That's yep. why I laugh, Bannock. <laughs> but uh, I, I think the line you're for, uh, Mad Cat, is walking up and saying, shrink, I want to kill. I want to kill. <laughs> yeah, or so, start singing the, or humming the uh, carnival song. So I... <laughs> Helter Skelter by the Beatles would probably do that. But I was referencing, uh, I was referencing the Alice's Restaurant anti-massacre. Ah. <laughs> shrink, I want to kill. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so I, I, I thought it was funny because yes, 
there is a law in the books, but the exemptions pretty much cover everybody and and they don't enforce it. And the law doesn't include that there's nothing that, you know, there's nothing that says, you know, there's not like, so if this is violated, you know, these are the consequences type of things either, right? The legislation is very short and, and basically it's, you know, uh, the exceptions are, uh, I don't wanna, and okay, you're done, right? That's pretty simple. Right. But I, so I would, we can bring, go ahead. I was going to say, so I, I you know, so I, I was going to say, in conclusion, everybody should listen to the opening argument stuff but before we, and, and, and really, you know, understand the laws better, maybe and read some of the legislation before we move forward with these discussions as well. I think that we, we need to understand what the laws are and, and what we might be able to do that might actually help too. And we have to, and the CDC needs to be able to do some damn research on this without any sort of penalty, you know, so we can make some more, um, some, some wiser decisions as well. Right. Um, what's, what sort of physical disabilities would prohibit you from, uh, prohibit you from being able to maintain a firearm? Diabetes, for sure. Not being blind. <laughs> oh. Um, what about, you can what own about, a firearm. What about uh, itchy? How about a hangnail? Would a hangnail prevent you from? I think a hangnail. Well, if we bring it right to the start and we look at, uh, what's his name again? Uh, Infinity Wars. <laughs> what's his name? Thanos? Just wants to kill it. Thanos just wants to kill everybody. <laughs> no, only half no. the population. You want to kill half the population of the universe. All right. Oh, yeah, but uh, we're not talking about prohibiting gauntlet. <laughs> True. All right. Not in this. Um, since it sounds like we're finishing up, it I does. actually want to thank Brian. I, I've done it before. I want to do it again. I mean, we're at 200 now. I've been here since the beginning with you and Mac. Yeah. I've been enjoying it. It actually has been a lot of fun. And all the co-hosts, I mean, who? let's see, we got Jen. Terry, yep. Yep. Um, Kimberly, Eric was in there. Michael was in for a few. Misty. Uh, yeah, we, we've she... had a lot of good um, co-hosts join us over these last few years and stuff. And you know, I, I'm actually kind of proud of what we've created. Whether or not we get a big crowd to have a huge following, I, I've been enjoying it. Well, yeah. good. Yeah, thanks. I'm really sorry that it's ending. <laughs> 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 kidding. It's not. As long as we want to continue to do it, we'll continue to move forward. I plan to stay here myself. Very good. It's just the ending of the day for it. Yeah, it did. Well, this episode is going to end. So, say goodnight, everybody. Goodnight, everybody. Goodnight. Got another one in the can. Oh, you took Max's line. Oh. No, sir. If you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.